My name's Lou, and today I'm going to be reading the internet for you. Why? Well, why not? And today's what is going to be a delightful forum, as we have come to agree. Do I need to say it? I like saying it. It is a delightful forum. A delightful forum by the name of enemaplease.com. Now, I'm going to assume you already figured it out, but in case you like things spelled out for you, Enema Please is a forum for people who uh, enjoy enemas, enjoy giving, enjoy receiving, mostly receiving enemas, and they like to talk about it. So, the internet has provided a safe place for them to talk about their enemas. And so, it's not that busy of a forum. You can see some threads on there where people are saying, like, where did everyone go? And I don't know if there's a more popular enema forum. I'm sure there may be. But Anima Please is what we're doing. Now, we talked briefly about enemas once, maybe before, uh, maybe twice. I know in the Crystal Meth podcast episode. But uh, you don't have to go back and listen to that one because it is a delight. I think otherwise enemas are pretty untouched as a topic. So we're going to jump right in to enemaplease.com. So the first thing we'll read is at enemaplease.com board index subforum your first enema in a thread entitled First Enema by Enema Ron. And it goes like this. The first I remember was at age four. OTK with a red bulb. This continued until about eight, then started getting with the bag. I got them mostly from mom, but did get a few from an aunt and neighbor lady who was a nurse. Around age 13, mom stopped giving to me. Then mostly solo. And Christy Fox adds, My experience was very similar growing up. Although I never had one for my aunt of the nurse lady, my mother used to give me enemas on a monthly basis until she passed away. I was 16 and at the time of needing her the most. Frowny face emoticon. I love the way she would give me an enema and haven't found anyone as calm, loving, and down to earth as her beauty. I never perform them solo and always have one of my lesbian friends help me out. Do you still perform enemas on yourself, Ron? And Ron replies, Hi, Christy. Yes, alas, most of my enemas are solo. Have been lucky over the years to have found several like-minded souls to enjoy with, both male and female. Brackets, nice thing about enemas is that it is a unisex orifice. Everyone can enjoy them. Smiling emoticon. I try for a good session at least once a week. What types of toys do you play with? Flexi tips and a colon tube for me. And rim jobber ads. I also had a similar experience. I got my first enema from my Aunt Debbie when Lye was 16 when I was sent to stay with her during a summer vacation. After having an orgasm from the first enema, I secretly pretended to be constipated every week to get another enema from her. I put on an act like I hated the enemas to keep her from figuring out I was getting sexually excited from them. I also ate extra cheese and took anti-diarrhea pills the day before I wanted the enemas. I would get enemas every three to four days. She never guessed I was faking it either. Although the inch erection I had should have been a clue. If you would like to read a full scenario of those enemas, just email me and I'll be glad to share a word-for-word play-by-play. And Lance TX 29 US writes, Like many, I received an unknown number of enemas as a small child. My first real fountain syringe enema was at age 9. I was faking sick to stay home from school. About mid-morning, Mom announced that she would need to give me an enema. Mom kept her syringe on the back door of her bedroom, so I knew what it was. She was in a dither because she could not find the black enema nozzle. She had the douche nozzle attached and didn't want to use that on my near virgin butt. She finally found the proper nozzle, prepared the bag with warm soap water, and called me into the bathroom. There it was. Hanging from the hook on the bathroom door, bulging with the hose stuck in the bag, soap foam was visible. We had an old clawfoot tub. She sat on the edge of the tub, laid me over her lap, pulled down my PJ bottoms, applied some Vaseline to my opening, then inserted the tube. 
I could look up and see the red bag and hose. Once the tube was firmly in place, I heard the click of the metal clamp and momentarily I felt the solution inside me. Apparently, I did not take the whole bag. And mom coached me to take more, but I never emptied the bag. Finally, she closed the clamp, removed the nozzle from me, and I was told to hold it, the solution, for several minutes. All the while looking up at the bag on the door hook, the bathroom was cool and my butt was sticking up. My colon was full. At last, I was allowed to use the toilet. The syringe was hanging right in front of me, but I do not remember if I was quote-unquote excited by the procedure. But within a year or two, that began a romance with enemas that continues today. The memory of this single event is imprinted on me. I have relived it many times. Any questions or comments? And M. Barrier writes, I too received many enemas when I was small. Can't remember the first, but they all were almost the same. Over mom's lap wearing only my t-shirt and socks. If I had my PJs on, I only wore the top. If I got one before bath time, I was completely naked. My aunt lived with us. Auntie fixed the bulb while mom took my RT. Mom never said a word. RT taken out nozzle. Wait, RT taken out nozzle put in. RT. I don't even know what that is. Anyway. RT taken out, nozzle put in. Auntie holding my legs if I squirmed. Nozzle pulled out, bulb refilled. Three bulbs always. Auntie sometimes administered them when mom wasn't home. She called me in. Bulb was already with Vaseline nozzle attached. Brackets sent chills down my spine when I was younger. Over her lap, three bulbs full. My last enema over the lap was when I was 11. I still remember it. Before bath time, laid naked over mom's lap. I was conscious of my body then, very embarrassing. Three bulbs full while auntie held my ankles. When I got up, I had a quote-unquote hard on. Mom and auntie saw it, and from then on, I got my enemas while I laid over the down toilet lid cover with a towel. And although there are more of these, I will finish by reading this from Waterplayer, who adds, Hi, I am a newcomer. I live in the very center of Europe in the Czech Republic. Enema is a sort of a bogabo in our country, and many people are really afraid of it so much that they don't even want to speak about it. However, I am not afraid of it, and I often enjoy enemas, not only for my pleasure, but also as a method of strengthening my immune system. There are even more reasons why I use enema quite often, which I can mention later. Now, about my first enema. The very first enema was in the hospital when I was about seven, and I forgot about it soon, as it was neither pleasant nor accompanied by a special experience. At the Sama age, I started attending lessons of English that took place of a lady who was able to speak several languages. Once I came to her flat and was bloated, I belly ached and could not pay attention even what she tried to explain to me. Being asked, I told her about my trouble. Then she said she had something that would ease my pain. She took me to her bathroom and gave me a small enema. It was not very pleasant, but then I was given warm enema that filled my belly, which was pleasant, and having expelled the enema, I felt so clean and light. Since that time, I had asked her for giving me enema once or twice a fortnight until my family moved to another town. At that time, I was 16. It was in this way I became enema lover. Water player. Smiley face emoticon. Yeesh. All right. I will add one more because this one is disturbing. <laughs> and Willie adds, The first enema I can recall happened when I was about five years old. I had been having trouble passing a very large and hard piece of feces. I told my mother about my troubles and was shortly on her bed on a large soft towel. I don't recall many of the feelings associated with the experience, except that it ended abruptly when I dirtied the towel with poop and the resultant haste to get me to the toilet. The first several enemas I received were not really welcome happenings, but when I was around 10, I was asked to help mother give an enema to my younger brother. My job was to hold the bag since there was no place to hang one in the bathroom 
and in doing so, I had a front row seat to watch an enema being given for the first time. My brother was violently active in his efforts to get the nozzle out of his hiney. Mother used a lot of Vaseline on her nozzles, and when the nozzle would slip out of my brother, the Vaseline seemed to form back on the outside of the nozzle. I was fascinated, and now recall that that was the first time I really wanted to have mother give me one. After that experience, I used to quote-unquote create reasons to have my mother take care of me and have been hooked ever since. A juicy tale to end that thread. And we'll move from that thread to the enemaplease.com subforum. How to get your spouse interested in enemas. In a thread by Raj BLV 2002 entitled Hang the Bag. And it goes like this. I am divorced now for the past eight years, but I have a couple of friends who I wanted to share with, so I decided to hang my bag on the shower in my bathroom. Well, my neighbor came over one day to borrow something and had to use the bathroom. Well, she came out and almost immediately began talking about my bag. As it turned out, she had received as a child and has been into taking enemas occasionally for the rest of her life. Her husband passed away a few years ago, and he was also into enemas. We spent almost an hour chatting about our experiences, and she came right out and asked if I would like to go over to her house and give a few bags. Well, needless to say, I said I'd love to, as she is a very well-preserved widow. Well, that was the beginning of my new enema lover. That was about three years ago. We get together at least a couple of times a month and share a few bags together and then have a torrid sexual session. This same procedure worked on another friend I have, and I get with him also a couple of times a month. So the moral of the story is, hang your bag proudly. And Enema Sam adds, That is a great way to get the point out and also doesn't make you overly perverted, especially if the girl is not into enemas. Basically, if she is into that sort of thing, then of course she's going to ask you about it. Hand in hand, if she doesn't, then you can assume that she's on another level. Thanks for the tip, Raj. Never really thought about that. And Fred Mushell writes, Back to hanging your bag. I am an older guy and used to get enemas from my grandmother back in the 50s. Those were the days when some older woman would decide to fill your butt with hot soapy water and, and tell you you need it. It sounds like the woman that was turned on by seeing your bag was probably an older woman. Do you think there are many younger women who would respond positively to seeing the enema hanging there? Brackets, are there many, brackets, any, younger women that even know what an enema bag is? A lot of us enema addicts usually have a collection of enema equipment. Do you keep that in your bathroom? If the person takes the bait of your hanging bag, they may decide to look around the bathroom to see if you have anything else. Do you think them finding some of your more exotic equipment might scare them off? What nozzle do you put on the end of the hose? If they see a vanilla straight small white drugstore nozzle, are they going to think you just use enemas for relief of occasion constipation and figure you were just constipated and not say anything to embarrass you? Brackets, even though they will gossip to all your friends behind your back that you are full of shit. How radical a nozzle works to best imply your true interest in enemas. And gentle nozzle adds, As to hanging the bag, First of all, when it is not hanging on my two-arm IV stand, drying in place after use and cleaning on a regular basis, I hang it on the outside of the shower door. Most of the time, the bag and hose are hanging without the nozzle attached to reduce permanent stretching of the hose end. The nozzle is quite often drying somewhere else in the open after cleaning. If a lady friend comes over and sees it hanging in that state, so be it. If she should see the nozzle laying out drying separately, so be it. Secondly, for my regular most of the time use, I use a two and a quarter quart, two hook, open top, very durable red silicone slash rubber fountain syringe readily available at Walgreens or somewhere else. Most of the time I have an amber latex hose that I use that is just hanging with it, along with the three types of flow control clamps I use. If a lady friend sees it, so be it. Third, with regard to nozzles, years ago I got away from straight nozzles and naturally gravitated toward the type of black curved fluted douche nozzles that is displayed in my avatar picture. When a lady shows up unannounced, I am comfortable with it and will, without hesitation, answer any questions they should arise. 
There have been times that I have had some of my other favorite and less used bags slash hoses slash assorted nozzles slash clamps hanging and female company arrives. My mindset is the same. When the occasion arises that a particular lady that I am hopeful about is coming over, there have been times I have put out for quote unquote for view different syringe combinations to quote unquote dry in order to see what, if any commentary there is, there have been some over the years who were quite interested and it went further. I much prefer being subtle as opposed to blatant. I also believe if the equipment is seen in what would seem a natural day-to-day setting, the individual viewing it is more likely to accept that this is a common-slash-natural-slash-normal aspect of my life and therefore be more receptive. If not receptive, then definitely not being rude and openly objectionable about it. As to gossiping-slash-talking behind my back, well, whether it is enemas or something else, those types of individuals are going to do so no matter what the topic. Of those that I cannot keep out of my life, I let them talk. They're going to Anyway. And Alan adds, GN, I think your approach is refreshingly honest and forthright, and I applaud you for it. I see no need for us to create a mystique about our passion. If people wanted to talk behind our backs about our usage of enemas, how many people do you really think would listen to them? In my life's experience, gossips are rarely believed in the first place, and the second, people really don't have that much idle time today. To sit and listen to someone who obviously has nothing better to do than to try to hide their own indiscretions, brackets as they may perceive them to be, by trying to put the spotlight on someone else's through the use of gossip. I know in my own case, we have a gossip in our neighborhood who is most generally ignored. If I'm out doing yard work in the summertime and they come by, I will give them a cordial greeting, but if they start to strike up a conversation, I simply tell them that I'm too busy to talk right at that time and go back to my work. One other thing, that person is well known in our neighborhood and is the one that everyone else talks about, but only in terms of trying to warn others not to give what she says any credence whatsoever. Thanks for bearing with my long-winded reply, everyone. Grinning emoticon. And that is the last post in that thread. And we'll move from that thread into a new subforum entitled General Enema Discussions. In a thread by Uri entitled, Is Anyone Into Deep Colon Enemas? And it goes like this. I wanted to know if anyone is into really deep, deep colon-filling enemas. What got you into it? What things do you use? Brackets, equipment, mixes. How do you do it? Maybe any special things you do to relax and so on. Especially how do you feel during the day after you do it? I'll go first. Why I do it. I originally tried to do a deep colon enema when I read online that it can be more effective to clean your insides than paying to do colon hydrotherapy by a professional. But it's supposed to clear out all the waste matter that's been in there for years and can rot and cause disease and sickness when you get older. There can be up to 20 pounds or more of rotting stuff just sitting in the colon. Also, for women, the thought of having a flatter belly can't go wrong. I bought a shower kit, brackets, the Stream Master, and it was my first enema kit. It has two nozzles, a small one that I've never used and a large one that is nice and round and often goes in with no lubrication. I use this one. I found that I like to do my enemas standing up with one leg propped up and doing it in the shower seemed a perfect fit. Just using the shower water, I couldn't initially fill up. I kept expelling lots of waste matter, but not much water was going in. I had, up till then, a low-fiber diet, and I must have been very constipated. Over the first two weeks, I became really aware of where the water was flowing in my body. I could feel it going up the left side across my body, then ending up just below my right breast. For days, that's as far as it went. And when I expelled, the water ran clear. I thought I was totally clean. Someone at work told me... (laughs) Someone at work told me to try buying whole psyllium husk and drinking it in water a few times a day. 
It should help clean the colon. After two or three days, I had an enema breakthrough. The water moved down the right side of my body. I kept getting wave after wave of nausea. I think caused by the toxins being loosened and starting to irritate my colon as it moved around. A few enema fill-ups cleared out tons of dark, sludgy waste matter, and I instantly felt good. Since then, I am often able to fill my entire colon on my first fill-up. Since I take psyllium husk with water every day about two times, I am often able to go to the bathroom before jumping in the shower, and when I expel my first enema, it almost always runs clear. I have to fill up, jump, and dance, massage my colon, and do it a few times even to get the tiniest chunks of hardened, stuck-on waste matter to come out. Every day, I am able to get a small handful of tiny bits of stuff, brackets, looks like bits of chopped peanuts. And until nothing comes out, I'm convinced I'm not totally clean yet. Someday soon, I'll get one of those colonoscopy things and we'll see if my enemas pay off. The best part of doing deep enema every day is that I feel so light and thin when I'm done. I don't have gas all day long. I still go to the bathroom once or twice a day to do number two, so all is good. Also, a nice side effect is that I no longer have any type of food cravings at all. So I basically eat vegetables and fruits all day long, focusing on fiber and vitamins, celery, avocados, bell pepper, cantaloupes, etc. And I eat a tiny dinner. Every night, I can't wait to wake up so I can get in the shower and fill up. While I'm filling up, sometimes I get those urges to expel. I squeeze the tube to stop the water, take a nice deep breath while arching my back and looking up, and then exhale, slouch my back so I lean forward and look down. Basically an over-exaggerated way of taking a deep breath and the urge goes away. I often count while filling up. I can usually count to 100, sometimes 150. Brackets, yay! And someday I think I'll make it to 200. Enema counting. Ha <laughs> ha! Grinning face emoticon. Anyway, that's me. Deep shower enema gal. Anyone else do deep cleaning? Squeak, squeak. And text Dan L. writes. I also do some large volume enemas in the shower. I generally do it with a gallon clyster bag and a large Delrin nozzle that helps me hold it in. Sometimes after a couple of these, I use a nozzle attached to the handheld shower hose and take that until I just can't hold it and the water is coming out as fast as it's going in. I don't know how much that is, but based on the feel, it's considerably more than the gallon. I do all of this with warm water and when I'm done, I take a cold tap water enema that enters fast, leaves fast, and tightens everything back up and seems to wake my system. Also, the cool water helps return my body to normal temperatures after the warm enema, and my colon generally absorbs the leftover cool water, so I seldom have any trouble with the trots afterwards. During the summer, I especially like doing this because I'm outside a lot, and this hydrates me as well as cleaning me. And Uri writes, Wow, the cold water is a nice sensation. It's like a cool feeling slithering through me, and I was able to really fill up. I also squatted down when releasing everything, and it made my spine tingle a bit. Usually, my body takes about a half hour to relax after an enema where I can feel how clean and empty I am, but it happens almost immediately after the cold water enema. What a nice way to start my day. Grinning emoticon. And Sparfly8 writes, Dan L., you are right that a cool one feels refreshing. I can't match you for volume, though, as I'm a two-quart max sort of person. I also like it slow and soothing. Wife gives a perfunctory enema, so usually I do it solo with imagination. And Uncle Phil writes, and Phil is spelled F-I-L-L. I take deep enemas every so often. I use a four-quart bag and an FR-30 colon tube and take the enema in a prone position. Fully inserting the colon tube is what makes the enema effective. Not only does it place the solution higher in the colon, the deep insertion slows the flow of the liquid so there's very little cramping and or discomfort. I definitely feel full once the bag is empty. Sliding out that long tube after the enema is complete feels good also. It takes a while to evacuate all that liquid. Feel great afterwards. 
And Alan writes, I also have a 30FR silicon colon tube, but have never been able to get it inserted past about 10 to 12 inches. What's the secret to getting it inserted all the way? I have done this once with a homemade one, brackets years ago, but have never been able to achieve the full insertion since. Thanks in advance for your suggestions. And Uncle Phil replies, My colon tubes and foley are made from rubber, not silicone. Well, in case of the foleys, it is silicone impregnated latex, but still. The point is that they are very flexible and don't require force to make them follow the curves of the colon. If your tube is also very flexible, then its composition shouldn't be a factor. To fully insert the colon tube, I have the enema flowing during insertion while in a fully prone, stretched out position. After about half the length is inserted, I manipulate it back and forth as I slowly insert more of the length. At this point, about half the enema solution should be in your colon. I let the water do the expanding as the tube moves deeper. You need to be relaxed and the water temperature needs to be warm, above body temperature by several degrees, and the solution shouldn't be cramp-inducing. This is not the way to deliver a high-volume soapy enema. Use a double balloon for that. Also, my capacity is 4 quarts, though I normally do not take that much. My maintenance enemas are 3 quarters in volume and are comfortable to take via a Foley tube. Going to 4 quarts is reserved for a subsequent rinse enema or when I feel like experiencing a nice full colon. And Uncle Phil adds again, Upon reflection in recent sessions, I have concluded that it is more important to be relaxed and comfortable while enjoying the enema than what type of tube or nozzle you are using. Lately, I have gone back to using my latex double balloon catheter while in the prone position. The enema flows and fills the colon just as easy as when I use a Foley or colon tube and I don't have to ensure that the tube remains inserted during the enema. A gentle side-to-side -side rocking motion eases the solution's travels, not much cramping even with a soap sud solution. As a plus, the inflated balloon provides a nice prostate and anal stimulation that mightily contributes to a very happy ending. And Joe Fessig writes, when I was first introduced to enemas, they were always quote-unquote high enemas. As mom used to say, brackets, Johnny, would you like mommy to give you a high enema tonight before you go to bed? The idea was to completely fill the colon, first with a mild, very warm soapy water solution followed by one or two clear water enemas. Mom was a firm believer that a high enema series was key to solving many problems, from an eight-year-old's misbehavior to adolescent rebellion. Okay. In addition, she was convinced that enemas helped control such things adolescents suffer from, such as acne and nocturnal emissions. I had my first enema when I was about 8 years old. Even though I was less than 100 pounds, Mom used a 2-quart feminine syringe. She told B before exactly what was going to happen. I'd lie on her bed face down in my underpants and get a nice soothing back rub. She'd slide my underpants completely off and do a very gentle but thorough rectal exam. Next, she'd slide the douche nozzle in and release the enema. She told me it would kind of feel strange at first, but soon it might be a little uncomfortable. She said she'd stop until the discomfort passed, then continue. This might take 10 or more minutes before the bag was empty. As I got older, the volume would increase. When I was 16, she gave me my first 4-quart enema using a colon tube. Having her slide that long tube into me was awesome. By that time, I truly enjoyed having her give me enemas because they would almost always cause me to ejaculate. Even today, just the thought of having someone give me a high-volume enema gives me an instant erection. And the thread is ended by Gay Enema Guy who writes, I always take a 4-quart enema using one of my gallon clyster bags and a double balloon nozzle. I use a very warm enema of Dr. Bronner's Peppermint Castile Soap with some Epsom salts added. I like to use poppers while I take my enemas. Barry. And we'll segue from that thread into an appropriate thread in the enemaplease.com favorite recipes subforum in a thread by SexyLover10 entitled, Has Anyone Used Castile Liquid Soapy Enemas? And it goes like this. My question, I'm just going to keep reading. 
My question, if anyone has an answer, is how often can liquid Castile soapy enemas be administered and should it be followed by a lukewarm enema rinse? I like liquid Castile as it is a very mild solution for an enema. Just using it a few days ago and using a large enema nozzle up inside me, which feels very sensual and turns me on big time. Sexy Lover 10. And XZYL writes, I always add a little Dr. Bronner's Peppermint Castile to my enema. It's just sexier somehow. And Uri writes, I have a shower enema kit. Bracket, a funnel that hangs below the shower head. A funnel that hangs below the shower head. And for years, I have been using Dr. Bronner's Castile Liquid Soaps as shampoo and shower gels, not knowing that it could be used in my enemas. So I often squeeze a small amount into the funnel as the water runs in during my first enema. I also use the soap to lubricate the nozzle if I have problems during insertion. I'm often able to fill up my entire colon, so I then do a nice colon massage, some jumping and twisting, some quick sharp breaths using my stomach to help loosen anything inside of me that needs to come out. Once I expel the soapy mix, I continue with my numerous water-only fill-ups. Ah, grinning emoticon. I often forget to use the soap, but I enema every single morning and I use the soap maybe once a week. I haven't had any ill effects. Happy enemas to you. And Laval Bill writes, Sure do I use PDI soap packets, three to my three and a half quart bag, plus I use old Castile bar soap in a pitcher as I fill the bag. Then I use my custom-made sit-on nozzle and sit and enjoy myself filling up. Followed by two or three rinses with my JBL bag and large custom nozzle, see pick. Love enemas, don't we? And his avatar picture is a picture of a uh, red soft cushion with a what appears to be a large black thing that he is sitting on. Okay. And TJK154201 writes, I use Dr. Bronner's peppermint soap every third day. I do enemas every day and have no ill effects. I always do a plain water rinse after using soap. And Water Baby adds, I use it all the time, followed by a nice, warm, clear rinse. If you're looking for a punishment enema, this works great. Just increase the amount of soap. It can cause some intense cramping. I always use a clear rinse or two or three after using Castile. And from there, we'll move to another favorite recipe, this time by Enema Sam, in a thread he entitled, Green Tea and Mint Enema. And the recipe goes like this. Heat up some boiling water. Add a green tea bag plus one mint bag. Take the tea bags out. Let stand till it's lukewarm or however you like it. Fill your bag and feel refreshed. Great for hangovers. And Adams adds, it is a great idea. I want to add that use honey as a sweetener and lemon to develop the taste. It will make your tea great. Also, it will help in gied digestion. It is unclear if Adams is saying that you should drink it because certainly the taste is not something that your colon is concerned with. And we'll end this episode of Lou Reads with a final reading from EnemaPlease.com's General Enema Discussions, General Enema Discussions subform, in a thread by Rob Fountain entitled, You're an Enema? Question mark. And it goes like this. Hi, me and my partner are starting to try enemas and quite liking it. I'd like to give him a urine enema. Brackets, my urine collected over a couple of days. Are there any risks involved in this? Thanks. And Alan writes in bold. It would seem to me that you should have checked this out before you started risking someone's health and possibly their life by just going ahead and by just going ahead with it. Urine, especially after it's been aged a day or two, can be very harmful to the recipient. You need to get the advice of a doctor or a nurse before you do something like this. Bugged out eyes emoticon. And Rob Fountain writes, It would seem to me that you should reread my original message. And ICD forty seven writes 
Hi, I'm a nurse, and I would not do that. It is no good. And text NL replies, Fact, fresh urine is pretty much sterile. If you are wounded out in the bush, it is one of the safest things to use for washing out the wound. On top of that, it is acidic and makes a fair astringent. This is taught in Special Forces Survival Training. I know a lot of people who have done this. I know a lot of people that have done this. It isn't my kink, but I doubt that it would be dangerous as long as you kept it in the fridge or used it fresh. Warning, do not boil urine. The stench is god-awful. Most survival training includes this information. If you wish to do it, I would recommend that you use it fresh and top off the bag with warm water. The AIDS virus won't even live in urine. My wife works in a prison in the clinic, and the assholes are always throwing piss on the guards. There is no real threat. It is just a pisser. This is a fairly common kink, actually. I know of people that have done it for years with no harm. Do your research and take your chances. And oldster ads. Uine enemas are safe provided the following conditions are present. Person providing the urine does not have an infection present in urine. The urine is fresh. If urine is left by itself for a number of hours at room temperature, it will develop molds from spores in the air. In addition, some of the molecules in urine may start to break down into other substances. The pH, tonicity, brackets, number of particles per fluid volume, etc., are well within tolerable limits for GI tract. In fact, there are surgical procedures to route ureters into the intestine to bypass the bladder, etc. Of course, the safest urine enema is to give yourself an enema with your own urine. If you want a larger volume urine enema, you can store urine in a sterile container, brackets with lid, in refrigerator until you collect a few quarts, and then take it out to let it go to temp you want for enema. If you want to speed this up, simply pee additional urine into the warming urine to get it warmer faster. Of all the solutions possible for an enema, the urine enema is probably one of the least irritating to the mucosal lining of the intestine. And Hunter Jack adds, I had an experience with a urine enema, if you bear with me and the following opening of this paragraph. And excuse me for being quote-unquote Higgins. Free cycling is something of interest to me, and I advocate with some exclusions like Freegans. I like grubbing old places and trash sites. At one trash site, I found three two-liter glass soda bottles made of glass before they now today are made of plastic. I found them at a site that was a church camp on the same road where I live and my mother's sister had been cooked there. I brought them back home and they cleaned up nice. They are in pristine shape, not as much as a chip, or spall. There were no caps, but this is no trouble because they take the same caps as plastic ones of today. They also had extra large hilts that flat ring for good grip so they don't slip out of the hand. So one day, I had the thought of the idea trying a urine enema, but what did I have big enough to put urine in? I took one of those bottles and filled it up. My urine, it took me some time to fill it up. I kept it refrigerated till it was full. Then I heated up warm to body temperature filled and hot water bottle, got everything ready and lay it on my left side and let the flow rate of five seconds to flow to 30 seconds pause time to let it flow in me. After it is in me, I retained it for 30 minutes until I ex spelled it. It was so comfortable that I nearly fell asleep in retaining it when the time for expelled it. It takes about five minutes for it to expel from me. And when I did, quote unquote, oh, the smell of it. The smell of urine and feces together is something I would, <laughs> I would not recommend that no one should experience. I wouldn't suggest to anyone doing this unless if they do this and that is to wear a mask with deodorant, cologne, or some scented oil or some other pleasant aroma sprayed on it before you expel it. Of course, as an afterthought, I would have to admit, and I should have taken a cleaning enema to clean out before a urine enema. I don't see why other people who don't have a problem with this kind of enema unless they have a cleansing one first. I myself now see that it is needed. 
On reading about those people that are concerned about the health risks of using one's own urine or being given someone else's, myself, I don't see it. I did this some years back and have had no health problems whatsoever. I never had any serious health problems in my life and have thought about doing another sometime soon. I am open to having an exchange of urine enemas with someone else. I am clean and healthy with no health problems, quote-unquote, ever. I am now 56 years old today. My blood type is brackets a positive the same as my personality type so if some woman slash woman is open to it with the curiosity and desire to try it i'm your quote-unquote p.e mate i am fine and open to having exchange of urine enemas with and willing to be blood tested to ease anyone's mind that i am okay as long as they are willing to reciprocate the same for me is there any women willing or interested for an exchange of urine enemas quote-unquote game on for here I am your man. Well, one fib I did tell. I do have one health problem, a heart condition for which only a woman is the treatment for it. A deep need to take a turn for a nurse. Winking emoticon. Of all I have read here about the fuss made over here about urine enemas, I don't see anyone making questionable comments about those who drink their own urine as a beauty treatment or an alternative health practice. But then that is another thread for the form. And all at once 43 replies. Ending the thread. I have been using urine enemas for quite a while. I save up as much as a quart or so, pump it in my e <laughs> I have been using urine enemas for quite a while. I save up as much as a quart or so, pump it in my ass, then shove a dildo in as well. I really enjoy the entire procedure. I have had no ill effects other than the complete cleansing I get. I even used the urine from a friend of mine and that worked fine as well. I am certain there are risks involved with time of storage and all that, but so far I have not found any. Risky, I know, but we all have our burdens slash needs slash issues slash fetishes. I won't try to justify mine. It is what it is. Well, that's going to do it for the animaplease.com reading of Lou Reed's. Uh, what did you think about that? Are you having the urge to hang your bag proudly in public? Are you uh, considering just running down to the store and getting yourself a little tester enema kit? Surely the concept of flushing out your intestines of all that 20 pounds of rotting waste matter is say, uh, it's an enticing one. Sure, you know, suddenly you go to the doctor and you're like, hey, I lost 20 pounds of rotting fecal matter. And, and I'm sure your doctor would be like, good? <laughs> I think maybe a daily four-quart or gallon or more of a soapy liquid up the colon. Maybe a little uh, overzealous, maybe having some OCD-related colon cleanliness issues there. But, you know, it doesn't seem to be hurting this person again. Not my thing, but, uh, you know, as long as you're not having sort of tub girl-esque experiences with it, I say go for it. Although I have to say that if you, if you left out your enema kit in the bathroom and I came in and saw it, I don't think I'd be like, hey man, what's up with your enema kit? And I think I might be the kind of person to be like, did you know that Larry has his enema kit hanging in the back door of the, of the bathroom? That seems a bit uh, gross. Just because I know it's been up your butt. Not that, you know, again, there's nothing wrong with it. I just don't need to see your butt, your butt junk. But luckily it hasn't, it hasn't, uh, hasn't happened. Although now I, you know, and I do recall my grandparents had an enema bag, I believe. They had a hot water bottle. Maybe it wasn't an enema bag. Maybe I'm just projecting. 
And in a funny aside, uh, when I was in college, uh, there was a big family reunion for my family. We all flew to Puerto Rico, and there wasn't enough room in the uh, you know the houses that everyone was sort of filling up for this family reunion. And so me and my cousins um, all stayed in this. Was it for that family? Reunion? I don't know. There was an, yeah. There was that's why we, why would we stay there otherwise? So me and my cousins had to stay in this um, old hospital that used to be used for eye surgery inpatients. And you know, in more recent times, inpatient eye surgery is sort of passe. So the second floor of this hospital was basically unused. So me and my cousins all stayed in this hospital and we made some videos there. And one of the videos I made involved someone being murdered with a uh, super hot enema that kind of gurgles all the way through them. And I became aware that uh, people were into the enema thing because I put that video up on YouTube and put in the title in the description that... uh, you know, it was like the, the most insane anima murder or something like that. And that video has like 75,000 views and the comments are all like, make more anima videos. <laughs> and uh, I just think that I always think that's very, very funny. A, w- a funny way to find out that things are inadvertently popular. Anyway, yeah, I hope you enjoyed hearing about that. So let's talk about some Lou Reed stuff. Um, this podcast is about two weeks overdue due to technical issues. I am uh, basically at my wit's end. You know, I, I lost this episode twice. <laughs> uh, once to my Blue Microphones Yeti Pro breaking for the second time. Uh, and then once to the recording just stopping. So like the first time the recording was just all fuzzed out and like terrible unusable and then the second time it's just stopped recording uh, again it had that problem where like the hard drive just stops recording and then everything crashes and i have to restart so i lost the last third of it and you know it's just been very frustrating to get back in the saddle and other times i've started to record something and just switch to a different forum so i won't be depressed about having to reread this stuff but for some reason i stuck with the enema stuff um yeah so that's that uh so i apologize for lateness i'm such i you know people say don't apologize I can't help it. It's my nature to apologize. Don't make me feel bad for apologizing. It's just the way I am. Um, so this is being recorded on the new number three blue microphone Yeti Pro um, uh, using the Mbox, and hopefully uh, it's not fussing out on me because if it is... Yeah, I don't have much else to say. I just want to get this out so that you guys can listen to it. I just want to thank everyone, as always, for joining the Facebook page and commenting. They've been, you know, been getting a lot of positive feedback on the podcast lately uh, and for th- liking the podcast on iTunes. Um, again, I have no way of gauging the popularity on Stitcher. I know and don't expect Lou Reed to be in the top 100. They have a new popularity scale on Stitcher. But uh, if you do listen to it on Stitcher, make sure you rate it on Stitcher. Rate it on iTunes and make sure that uh, you leave a comment on iTunes because that also helps with the ranking is if you uh, if you just write a little blurb about how much you like the podcast. There's been some some great things written about the podcast and um, you know I appreciate I appreciate it because uh, I know people who have podcasts and they don't have half of the comments I have but I you know I just I just uh, I feed off that kind of uh, positive energy dudes so and dudettes if you want to not understand that all right I want this to be over so I can start listening to where the microphone started screwing up. All right, so that's going to be it. My name's Lou. This is Lou Reads the Internet for you. Go clean out your colons. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>